It's Hard to Believe, the podcast that brings you absolutely true but very hard to believe stories. I'm your host, G Wiz. Now let's get into it. Here's a story that's really hard to believe. It's about a young man named Robert Smalls. Now he was born as a slave in Beaufort, South Carolina. And in May of 1863, he was just 23 years old and he was enslaved as a riverboat pilot during the American Civil War. He was on board a steamship called the Planter. It had one of those ships that had the big paddle wheel in the back for propulsion. Now, Robert Smalls knows how to navigate the Confederate waters and he knows the secret codes for entering and exiting the harbors. And on this night, he has a secret. He has a plan of escape. Three days earlier, he hid food and water below deck. And just a few hours ago, just after dark, the entire white crew has gone ashore to attend a ball. It's now 3 a.m. and Smalls and eight other enslaved crewmen are all alone with the vessel. Robert Smalls puts on the captain's coat, which that alone, just putting on that captain's coat, that's enough to get him hung. He puts on the coat and he gives the orders. He tells his fellow crewmen to begin steaming towards Charleston's North Atlantic Wharf. At that time, slaves were forbidden from being married, but Smalls didn't care. He has a secret wife and three small children and they're waiting at that wharf. His first engineer also has a secret wife and she's waiting and so is his sister. They're in a small boat waiting for this meetup at the wharf. In the cover of night, the planter pulls up and the enslaved family members climb up from their tiny boat onto the planter. Now, if they get caught, they will all be publicly hung. 16 slaves are now on board and in control of the ship. Mrs. Smalls has brought a white sheet from the hotel where she was forced to work, and they plan to use it as a truce flag if they can make it to Union waters. They have to steam against the tide. By the time they reach Fort Sumter, it's full daylight. Now, Fort Sumter is a heavily fortified Confederate post that guards the port. Robert Smalls has the ship flying the Confederate flag and they must pass right under one of the Fort Sentinel Towers. Smalls gives the signal, two short and one long whistle. The guards at the fort think nothing of it and the ship passes safely by. Still flying the Confederate flag, they must head directly towards a heavily armed Union ship, the Augusta. Now the captain of the Augusta, he's been given orders to stop any Confederate ships from trying to enter or leave the harbor. Smalls continues approaching the Union warship with the Confederate flag flying. He knows they must be far enough away from the Confederate ships before they can lower the flag. They're almost within firing range of the Augusta when Smalls orders the flag lowered and the sheet flown to signal surrender. The Confederate lookouts at Fort Sumter realize what's happening, but it's too late. The planter is too far away. The Augusta holds its fire and the planter is ordered to continue on towards another Union ship, the USS Onward. Small surrendered the ship and its cargo to the Union. In all, 16 people were delivered from bondage, but the ship was also carrying three cannons that had been picked up three days earlier. But the biggest prize of all was Robert Smalls himself. You see, he volunteered to use his knowledge of the waterways and mine positions to help the Union in their naval battles. He was given work as a pilot and served in many Union Navy battles. One year after capturing the planter and escaping to the north, Robert Smalls was wounded in a battle against the Keokuk, that's an ironclad Confederate ship. 
Word of Small's bravery, ingenuity, and heroism helped convince Abraham Lincoln to allow African Americans to join the Union Army. Robert Smalls was promoted to captain and given his own ship, the very ship he had brought to the Union, the planter. Now a planter is somebody that owns a plantation. And in 1864, right after the war ends, 26-year-old Robert Smalls would become a planter. He used the money he earned while serving in the Union forces and he bought the very same mansion that had belonged to his former master. He used that mansion to host the wedding of the sister of the first engineer who was on board the planter that night. That same year, Smalls was arrested in Philadelphia for riding in a segregated streetcar. He then organized a boycott, which successfully led to the desegregation of Philly's streetcar system. Smalls went on to serve as a delegate in the Republican National Convention, and that started his decades-long career in politics where he mostly advocated for public education. At the age of 30, he was sent as a delegate to the South Carolina State Convention, and he helped South Carolina create a brand new state constitution. He was also elected to the State House of Representatives that same year, and in 1872, at the age of 34, he was elected to the South Carolina State Senate. Just two years later, he was elected to the first of five terms in the U.S. House of Representatives. Robert Smalls died in 1915 as a war hero and a free man in his hometown of Beaufort, South Carolina. As for his ship, the Planter, it fell victim to a storm in 1876. When Robert Smalls heard about its demise, the congressman said that he felt as though he had lost one of his own children. It's hard to believe it took so long, but just this year, the USS Chancellorville was renamed to the USS Robert Smalls to honor this unsung American hero. You can find links and more information about this topic and our complete library at our website, hardtobelieve.blog. Thank you for listening. This has been Hard to Believe. I'm your host, G. Wiz, asking you to please like and subscribe for exclusive content.